Come on. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Amy Debster is an earth tender and portal keeper. She's communicating with spirits and the healing energies of nature. And now finally, a guest on Lifeblood Complete. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for having me, George. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. This is George G. Let's go. Amy, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, well, I uh, live in the forest of northwest Montana, uh, just outside Glacier National Park with my husband and my cat. (laughs) And um, I do a lot of work with the earth and with nature. uh, And so this is a a wonderful place to live uh, to be able to do that as well. But yeah, I have, uh, you know, been on a spiritual journey for a number of years and uh, really kind of started with me just sharing my experiences on a personal blog for my own purposes, just to kind of keep track and uh, see what was really happening. And uh, as time passed, people uh, started finding my stories and saying, I'm having these experiences too. And so, uh, you know, we all realized that maybe we we weren't uh, completely alone and it wasn't maybe as weird as we thought it was uh, having these kind of experiences where we're, you know, connecting with nature, with trees, with mountains, those types of things. And so, yeah, that's, that's really... Um, kind of what I do now is, is help people understand their experiences and tune into their own gifts uh, in connecting in this way. Nice. So did you grow up in Northwest Montana? Tell me a little bit about your your, your experience growing up and, and your family and, and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I actually grew up in uh, Northern California, a rural area kind of outside of Sacramento. And I did grow up on a farm and uh, we had sheep primarily. And so I was in nature and around nature a lot growing up, but I wasn't, you know, this isn't the kind of thing that's really um, taught to us in our in our culture in such a way. Although I think as small children, it comes to us naturally to uh, interact and communicate with nature. And so, yeah, I um, I grew up there and then I took a pretty traditional route. I uh, went to college, although for agriculture, I was a plant science major. So I think it's always kind of been there <laughs> in my uh, in my background. And um, but then, you know, got a job, started working, ended up in, you know, uh, um, working in a downtown environment for 15 years and uh, really kind of got away from some of those uh, connections that I that I'd always had. And as the years went by, it was feeling uh, heavier and heavier on me to um, feel so separated um, in that way. And so that was really, uh, after a number of years, what kind of spurred me on to uh, moving somewhere where I could be more immersed in the environment. Awesome. So you grew up around sheep. How do you feel about sheep right now? (laughs) Do you you love them or do you never want to see a sheep ever again? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I do joke all the time, like I would never have livestock again after yeah. having them as, as a kid, but mostly because of, you know, the it's a it is a full time round yeah. the clock commitment um, to do that. And so if it's not something that that you feel that you want to commit that much of your your life to, uh, I wouldn't suggest getting livestock. But I love sheep and I love growing up that way and and having uh, having those experiences. Okay, fair enough. There's a there's a vote of confidence for sheep out there. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> All right. So I, I absolutely love going out in nature. I, I grew up in northern Minnesota and grew up going up to the Boundary Waters. And now I live in Arizona, and we have great. It's it's just a different kind of natural beauty. And when I'm out in nature, I really enjoy it. Um, but I don't know that I feel like a deep connection. I do not feel like I'm communicating with, with nature. What, what is your experience? Tell me a little bit about how, 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 how you experience nature. Yeah, it's really interesting because I think um, for the most part, I think that's how most people feel, right? Like I love being outside, but I'm not making any, you know, deeper connections. Although I'm oftentimes surprised at how many people can tell me the name of a tree that they know. <laughs> They'll say, oh, yes, that's Wanda. <laughs> and so, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes there's connections happening even when you don't realize uh, you know, that, that you're making those connections. But I find that it's just um, kind of the way the way that we interact in nature. You know, we, we tend to go outside um, and, you know, behave in the same way we do any other time. We're, um, we're with other people, we're walking really fast, we're talking the whole time. And so it's just easy to, uh, you know, blaze right past things that um, that are right there in front of us. And so, you know, nature is very subtle in its communication. And so once we kind of learn that and learn how they communicate, you'll realize how much is there um, all around you. And so I usually tell people, you know, step one, very first thing is just to go outside and leave your phone in the house, go by yourself, and however long it would normally take you to say walk around your block or you know walk around a trail in the park take twice as long to do it walk half as fast and just in that slowing down really looking around and seeing just what catches your attention you know do you see a tree that seems you know, like the leaves are brighter green than all the other trees or a flower that's especially pretty to you. Those are ways that nature is communicating with us and, and really just giving us an invitation. It's there if we want it. And we can really stop and just um, even just ask in our head, you know, what, um, you know, what do you have to share with me today? And you might be surprised what you get. <laughs> nice. Well, I appreciate that. What what is available for, we can just use me as an example. You'd say, hey, George, you know, if, if you could, if you would be more open or more asking of the, the, the kind of questions that you just ask or just what, I guess, what, what is the potential? In, in the communication in that way? With communicating with, with spirits. I saw that on your 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 work you talk about portals and grids so i guess it's, yeah. it's one of those enormous questions tell me everything that you do really succinctly amy <laughs> yeah yeah well that is a challenge right <laughs> and and i think you know the most 
simple way to explain it as really, um, you know, coming back into partnership with the natural world, which is really how we're meant to be as humans. And, you know, we are part of the natural ecosystem, but we have just in our culture separated ourselves so much that we believe it's something, you know, outside of us. And so, um, so yeah, once you get into it deeper, you know, it, it begins kind of with those outward things where I can see the tree, I can see the plant, I can see the flower, um, you know, I can talk to my house plant to those types of things that seem um, much more in our environment and tangible. But then there are a lot of intangible uh, things that are happening in our environment, whether we see them or not. And, you know, a lot of those things most people can feel or pick up on, you know, most of us have been in a building or a house where we've thought, I don't like how this feels, or, sure. you know, something feels strange here, or this feels creepy, you know, <laughs> those are, those are all things that we're, you know, very familiar with. Um, but understanding why that is, and um, how to kind of figure out what is going on here, and um, is it something that can use my assistance or uh, not in some cases? And so, really, um, you know, from a big picture level, that's really what I'm helping people to do is to um, learn how to speak the language uh, of nature and of these other energies that are in our environment, and then work in partnership. Because, you know, it's when we work together that we can really start seeing um, profound shifts and changes in our environment. And, you know, unfortunately, there is a lot of trauma that is held in the land, things that happen in a given place, you know, that that energy stays and sticks in that place. And until, you know, we're willing to work together um, with the spirits of a place to um, help bring it back into alignment, help do some of that healing work. It's it's difficult for them to ground that healing into this physical plane where we live. So when we work together with them, um, we're we're doing that. We're helping actually um, make those shifts and changes that we can see and feel in these places that that we all live. Yeah, it certainly seems like we as human beings have been running contrary to what you just described. It's more of trying to control nature, dominate it, um, influence it to the way that we want it to be. Um, I just saw this meme that's been going around, at least on my social media. Uh, and it's like, well, parents keep saying, why the, why, what, why aren't kids going outside? And, and it has a picture of like a just a street with just a thousand street signs and a million different chain restaurants. And it says, this is the outside that they built. So Right, right. It's, like, <clears throat> it's so true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in, in, in terms of, and this is maybe a gross question, but just in terms of the benefit that the, that the, the potential goodness that would come from this. When I'm more in tune with nature, I'm interested in, in having a beautiful natural world and being more aligned to having a, a healthy environment. Um, the good that I'll feel if I'm able to do that is 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 extremely valuable. Are there other benefits that 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 you point to and say, you know, not only that, George, but this is also something that that you could expect. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think most of us inherently know that we feel good when we go out in nature, but we we don't really have any further information, you know, yeah. or, or, you know, concrete things to hold on to. And what's really interesting was there was a survey or a study done a number of years ago where um, scientists were able to kind of study the uh, the vibration or the frequency that was being delivered through uh, healing modalities. So say um, Reiki or shamanic healing or those types of things where people are um, channeling energy um, for, for healing purposes with other people. And what they found was that the frequency was exactly the same as the earth's natural frequency. And so what happens when we go outside is our bodies, our frequency immediately finds resonance with the earth, with nature and we immediately snap back into that kind of it's our natural vibration but it's a healing vibration and so that's why it feels good when we're outside that's why it feels good when we put our hands on a tree and we're receiving that healing energy right away and so it's really remarkable what can happen when we just take that time to uh, go outside and, and make that connection. And I think, you know, in the time that we're, you know, living in now and always really, you know, people are really dealing with a lot of, um, you know, anxiety and um, just really uncertainty about the future and how that takes its toll on our physical and our mental and our spiritual bodies. And so um, having something that's so easy and accessible, such as going outside in nature, um, is really an easy way to uh, connect back to that vibration that feels so good to us. Yeah, I think that that, that, that certainly makes a lot of sense because we are certainly feeling incredibly disjointed and anxious and stressed out and we are unhealthy and especially what's been going on over the past year or however long it's been mm -hmm. when there is in fact a very simple thing that is potentially available to us which is going outside and just de dis disconnecting from phones and everything else and trying to get back to that the resting or our original vibration right right i think we make it um really overwhelming and complicated sometimes yeah <laughs> like i can't disconnect and go live off the land and be off the grid i have a job and i have a family and i have things to do and that's you know all true in some ways it's uh you know impossible for most of us to you know shift to that kind of a lifestyle but it's completely possible to um include things in our day-to-day -day lives that um, help us remember that and help us be in connection in that way yeah. Yeah. So the more that we can find and just to incorporate some kind of a practice, even if it's just going outside for a walk um, on a daily basis would probably do us a lot of good. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. So when, when you talk about portals and grids, what is, what is that? Yeah. So these are energies that are, that are held within the earth. So, you know, the earth has an electromagnetic field and it has, you know, what you would consider a, a grid within it. And so that's just where concentrated um, energy is moving around the earth, both directions 
I get them backwards, latitude and longitude. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, in grid. So they're in a, a grid shape uh, around the earth. And so um, oftentimes in places that these, uh, you know, these lines cross over, you have a constant, extra concentrated point of energy. And so uh, you may find a vortex or a portal in that area, which is um, exactly what you imagine it to be, you know, a swirling um column of energy and i usually say that you know if a vortex is the interstate then the portal is the exit <laughs> so there are lots of places you may have vortexes which is just energy moving through um, and then there are other places where uh, there may be an actual door to exit into another plane of existence and so uh you know we oftentimes, I think, through our influence of uh, TV and movies, think about, uh, you know, teleporting ourselves, transporting ourselves, you know, somewhere else to another time or another place. Um, but it's really it's really more through our consciousness. Right. So you're putting your you're putting your consciousness into um, into a portal and traveling to another um another location or another another time to um, interact with others who are on a similar frequency as you. Very cool. That is a little bit, from my perspective, probably next level to me going out and taking a walk. <laughs> how, 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 <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it's all possible. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that, that's probably going to be part two of our conversation. Um, so I, I think I mentioned that I live in Phoenix and just north of us is Sedona. How, right. how, 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 how do we figure out this, this, this grid and where these vortexes are? And is yes. there a vortex in Sedona actually, or is that... Yeah, so interestingly, I have never been to Sedona, but I'm going to be in there in June. So I'm looking forward okay. to uh, experiencing Sedona for the first time. But um, different people are more uh, energetically um, attuned to, you know, feeling these um, these vortexes. Once you, I, people always ask me, how can I find one? And and if you have a uh, one of the, the tourist attraction vortexes <laughs> somewhere uh, nearby, they're usually very powerful actual vortexes. So that's a really good way to go feel what it feels like. Go take the tour and feel the energy because it, it feels like a swirling energy, huh. um, certainly in that area. And you'll once you're familiar with it, you can kind of um, pick up on it in other places where you're maybe not expecting it. And then you think, oh, I'm feeling that energy in my body, you know, kind of moving in the similar way. So um, so that's, you know, one way to do it. A lot of um, a lot of them have been found or located and traced and tracked by people who do um, dowsing. I don't know if you've heard of heard of that before, but you know the the people who use sticks to look for water, which is a uh. <laughs> really simplistic way of uh, explaining what they're doing. Um, but uh, again, they're able to kind of follow where um, where those veins and where those energy lines move. Very cool. Well, Amy, the people are ready for your difference making tip. <laughs> what do you have for them? Well, it's another super simple thing, but super, super um, important, I think. If you can turn your phone all the way off when you go to bed at night and sleep with your phone off, that even when it's in airplane mode, there is a frequency coming out that is uh, interrupting your natural frequency. And so getting your phone all the way off when you sleep um, will actually let you make that connection um, back to your natural vibration, connect back to the earth and, and not have that interference while you're sleeping. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on. 
Come on. If everybody did that, what like percentage would humanity just automatically improve, Amy? Like, oh my god, ten percent, fifteen? Who just... knows? Maybe it's crazy amount. Maybe <laughs> maybe it would be huge. But yeah, it really it's it's kind of amazing when you learn about it. it uh, the actual frequency coming out of your phone tells your body that it's daylight, even though it's not daylight. So it's mm. also interrupting a lot of people's sleep patterns. <laughs> yeah. Yet another reason to get rid of our phones. Like <laughs> well, Amy, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Yeah, you can find me online at followinghawks.com, like the bird. Um, and I'm also at followinghawks on Instagram. And I have a podcast called the Earth Keepers Podcast. Oh, I love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Amy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, check out the Earth Keepers podcast. Go to followinghawks.com and you can find her on Instagram as well. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Amy. Thanks so much for having me, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. <laughs>